0: One thing about our community is that you tend to have people who stand out more so their voices are heard more than, say, someone who's a little quieter, who doesn't speak up as much. You know, even the person that's the quietest person could have a vast amount of knowledge, but they don't get asked. My name is Desiree Johnson, and I am a bus operator for Tompkins Consolidated Area Transit, otherwise known as TCAT. Tune to listener-supported WRFI. This is difficult. This ain't New York City, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. How you doing? Good. <laughs> oh, you're good. It went through. Mm-hmm. At first, I, I was like, no, I don't want to drive a bus. Or oh, I want to drive a bus? And the funny, the ironic thing is my father is a bus operator for MTA in uh, New York. If you had told me 20 years ago I would have become a bus operator just like my dad, I would have told you, you're crazy. <laughs> but now it's like, wow, this is, this is something that, it must be in the blood, it must be in the family because I'm doing exactly what he's doing. You're not just a driver. You're also like a therapist or a life coach. <laughs> I tell a lot of stories. I like that. That's one thing I like about this job. You know, you can see if someone's having a hard day when they get on the bus. They're normally very cheery, and then all of a sudden, they get on the bus and they look sad. And like, hey, what's going on? And then they start telling you what's going on. You know? I like that kind of relationship. I. Had no previous experience with large vehicles. I went from being a teacher's aide to a bus driver. So, of course, I'm holding the steering wheel, nervous, and it's shaking in my head. But, um, you know, I had to take my time, follow the instructions, you know, be honest about not having previous experience. And they will take more time with you in your training. And so, once I did my training, I took my test, I passed it, I was so happy. I thought I was gonna be sick. (laughs) I was actually born in Bronx, New York. And I don't remember it as much because I moved to Ithaca when I was eight years old. And so for me, it was um, it was a cultural transition. I mean, I go from being in a community where it's mostly people like me, Black, Latina, to an environment where it's mostly Caucasian, um, Asian, there's some Black, but... It was definitely a transition for me as a kid. You've got more woods, you've got more forest area, you've got less less buildings, less traffic. So just getting used to just the quiet me a little bit but now um, as a bus operator it's becoming a little bit more congested there's more people living downtown especially downtown and it's becoming more I would say metropolitan than it used to be a well, public transport really to assist people to get where they need to go a lot of people cannot afford a car or um, a lot of communities on the outskirts are lacking in superstores grocery stores and so people have to commute just to get groceries so a public transportation system that can go out far and come in and provide needs for their customers it's a really great service. A service, you know, that I think it's essential. Thank you. I oh die. look at you. I should Your hair looks good as hell. Thank you. Yeah. My mom did it. I don't like to keep doing the same thing. I get bored. Pretty quickly so every bid cycle which is usually about three four months I like to switch it up so right now I'm doing the route 32 which goes to the airport then I do the shopper run which is the 15 the route 30 which goes to the mall the 82 which stays in Cornell the 40 that goes from downtown Ithaca through Cornell to Groton. The hardest one for me is uh, the 32, and the 32 goes to Northwoods, which is where I live. So often enough, I'm driving past where I live, and I'm like, oh, I want to go home. I could go take a nap right now. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I enjoy that particular route um, because there's also a lot of trails. There's also a lot of trails in the airport area, along with the Lab of Ornithology. It's absolutely beautiful, Lab of Ornithology. Especially now, like it's even it's it's that transition of fall when to winter. I mean, when the leaves are changing color, I highly recommend that. Um, just because I mean, you've got so much color out there, and at this time now that it's just green and all these, you know, you've got the acorns falling and you've got, you know, everything's just lively. You've got the little goslings all over the place. Get lost up there. It's worth exploring. I, myself, love being out in the woods. I love being out in the forest, I love being around the trees, seeing all the squirrels and rabbits running around. So I love routes that do take me out further. It keeps me calm because this job can be stressful. It can be very stressful with time constraints and wanting to get customers when they need to go on time, and congestion with growing town, you've got more vehicles and more need to navigate. And if you're a townie, you know, oh, that bus is coming soon, better back up my car a little bit, versus, ah, this big vehicle's coming at me. (laughs) Which, you know, you can tell, if you're a driver, a bus driver, you can tell, oh, They're not from around town, because they would know. Back it up, because I'm coming through. The biggest thing I have to worry about is this person running for exercise, or are they running to catch my bus? So I have to check the outfit. Are they in track clothes? Are they in shorts? Do they have a backpack on them? Do they have their wallet out? Are they waving it? Hey, I'm coming, I'm coming. Or are they in a suit, sweating their butt off, trying to catch my bus with a suitcase? <laughs> so, those are the things I'll look out for to see if someone's actually running for fitness or running to catch my bus. Overall, including breaks, you're talking about 12-hour days. That's a long day, and that's a lot of time not with family, and that's one of the I would say the biggest complaints a lot of drivers have. It's a job, don't get me wrong. Pays really well, but one thing you have to worry about is how do you navigate that with your family life? A lot of drivers have missed important events, graduations, doctor's appointments. And that's common for all public transportation services working work in a lot of hours, and it takes its toll. If you're sitting in the seat about four to six hours at a time, it starts to affect your body. Foot, leg, hips, back, arms, turning our wheels for our buses. I had to adjust to that, that was rough. It pretty much feels like your job is your home, and then when you go home you're going on a slight vacation. <laughs> so a lot of times you'll have drivers say, honey I'm home. One of the benefits of being someone that's grown up in the community, I've seen so many people that I've, oh gosh, so many people I've grown up with who ride the bus. I've had so many people that were my teachers, that were my mentors, friends of the family that have known me when I was a little girl, you know, age 12, and now they see me, age 36, and they're like, wow, look at you, you've grown up, look at what you're doing. For so many years, I worked with Stewart Park Day Camp, actually, and so seeing a lot of the kids that were campers are now adults, it's it's jarring to me because I'm like, oh my god! I mean, I remember when you were this little, and you were that's not coming out of your nose, <laughs> and now you know you're you're an adult, getting on the bus, going to work, you know, it could be sometimes perplexing. You're thinking, wow, I'm getting older, you know, but it's so great to see so many people. Um, Having those opportunities to talk to people about what's going on in their life, you know, I enjoy those things, and they do too. (laughs) I am a huge Harry Potter fan, and one of the biggest events, and I absolutely love it, is Wizarding Weekend. It's a big event and it got all the students from Cornell and Icy totally excited. So you had a flood. I'm talking a flood of people dressed up as wizards, and they're all getting on the bus, and they're all in costume, and they're all going downtown to these events. You're talking downtown is transformed into Hogwarts. I dressed up as a witch, and I had a white wig, and a corset, and a cape, and a wand. I convinced my mom to dress up too. So we look pretty cool. We got a lot of compliments. I think ever since I was a kid, I was like, Halloween, yes. And I don't think I'm ever going to stop. I'm probably going to be in my 80s (laughs) dressing up for Halloween. You better believe it. Ooh. That's a good question. Um, Familiar faces. People that you've grown up with. I would say that that's one definition of community but also you know if you're ever in need or you're on the the low, something's going on and you know you need support you have a network of people around you that can assist you in, in different ways whether it's you know, I don't have any food. Um, I'll cook you something. I'm having difficulties paying medical bills. Okay, we'll have a fundraiser. Um, that's what I would define as community. People who come together and support each other. Um, and they know each other. And they they, they work together um, to help the collective. It can sound low sci-fi-ish, but <laughs> in helping the collective, that's what I think of when I think of community. This is Ithaca is an audio project produced by Florence Skilly and myself. Marietta Sinotis in cooperation with WRFI Community Radio. To hear more, visit our website www.thisithaca.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Ghostbuster on here? I got the name that. <laughs> the Ghostbuster. Yeah, well, kind of like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bake them.